You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. This episode is brought to you by eLiquid. For 20% off your first purchase, visit eliquid.com slash madcast30 and use promo code madcast30 during checkout. Welcome to the best debate in the universe, every debate in the universe, from election results to Heaven's Gate cults. With over 4 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the rear admiral of tangents, Ron Badguy. Thank you, Maddox. And joining us again, Dreadmere. Yeah. And special guest, Mike D. Yo, yo. Welcome back to the show. Guys, we got a great debate this week, a great show. It's good to be back. We're going to be debating this week, what is the worst city in the United States? What's the shittiest city? Because we've all got a choice, and they're all different. And I think I think we're going to alienate at least four regions this episode. But first, I want to introduce our guest. Actually, our guests this week. We got we got the moderator in training. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. You're, or or you're, you're a deputy moderator. I think I deputized you, Dreadmere. Yeah, some kind of moderator variation. Sure. A de- okay, a variation of a moderator. Yeah. <laughs> Dreadmere, welcome back to the show, Dreadmere. And Mike D. Mike D, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's Fan been a favorite. while. Yeah, one of the one of the best I, I always mention this, one of the best episodes we ever recorded was episode thirty-four, which mm. is your debut. Mm. Whether or not it's okay to punch a Nazi, which was just a fascinating, fascinating episode. It was Every- a great, great way to get deflowered on your show. At, well, absolutely. Yes. We love to do that. And I should also mention that uh, Dreadmere, a couple weeks ago when you were on the podcast, you got lit up in the voicemail. Well, lit I mean they may have said some things, whether or not they're accurate, I'll I'll decide. But lit up. <laughs> Mike D, I've never seen anyone's ass get so, why? So, what, what happened? Oh, let's what, hear what, it, yeah. what did they, he's, he's, he's an obnoxious guy. I can see why. Yeah, yeah that, I, I tell him. I remind him all the time. I text him sometimes. I wake up three in the morning and get reminded. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to text Dreadmere. Let me know. Yeah, just, <laughs> I have that I have that about me. It's just everything about me is just punchable. I yeah, guess. very punchable. Right. Very yeah, punchable. Yeah, yeah. My ringtone yeah. now is actually one of the voicemails that lit you up. <laughs> okay. and, and he listens to the whole thing every time he gets a text. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we debated whether or not Social media is making us depressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dreadmere, what was your position? I'm not going to speak for you. What was your position? No. Okay. <laughs> That's a very right. sophisticated And well. the way I said it should convey exactly why it's not making us depressed. Yeah, well, but he, okay, we'll, we'll get to <laughs> no, that. We'll yeah, get to yeah. the voicemail. And by the way, guys, if you want to leave us a voicemail, the voicemail number is on the website, madcastmedia.com. Click on the best debate. It's at the bottom of every page. We Mad- really do love the voicemail. So if you've never called and you've always wanted to leave a voicemail, just do it because we listen to all of them and we love it. We actually do listen to all of them. And a lot of times, I, even the ones I don't play on the episodes, I play for everyone who comes to the studio after the show. My favorites are the ones where people fuck up. Oh, yeah. It's they're great. by far <laughs> my favorite ones. And then they call back and fuck up again. Right. It's the best. And yeah. I rarely play the correction. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we should get to the debate. We've got some holiday schedules coming up, too. I don't know. I haven't announced those yet. But, uh, you know, as it gets a little bit closer to the holidays, because in the United States, we've got Thanksgiving. This will be probably coming out this thing- Thanksgiving week, actually. Yeah. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be Thanksgiving week. Enjoy this episode on your way home to see the families for the holidays. Can't believe it's on. I just realized. Like today, I was like, "Oh my god, Thanksgiving is like next week." Do you cook anything, Ron? You're a very DIY guy. Do you cook anything? Well, this week, uh, this this Thanksgiving, I'm gonna pull what I did last time. Uh, this Babcock is gonna spatchcock. <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, spatchcocking is when you cut the spine out of the bird and lay it flat, uh, resulting in an evenly crisp bird, so you don't overdry the um, 
over dry the i think you can over dry the the legs when you have to cook the breast meat so you cut out the spine you lay it flat and you put all your like carrots and that's onions that's nowhere near as sexy as what it sounds yeah, right oh, man. Sounds i also yeah. fuck the turkey oh oh, okay, oh there right we go. okay that so makes that's sense the there we go. okay Whoops. <laughs> you know what? I don't, believe, about I don't it. believe you anymore. I don't believe that that's an that, accident. That, that, that was that, going uh, for this. That's how that was uh, many fucking turkey queef. I got it. Yeah. You know, if you do oh, decide yeah. to spatchcock the bird, here's the best thing about it is yeah. instead of taking like four hours to cook a turkey, it takes like an hour. Really? Such a oh, shorter cooking sense. time. Because it, you no longer have to do the low heat because it's going to be... It's all flat. So yeah. and I tell you, it's way more evenly crisp. It does, the presentation is like not... It's because you cut it up and you put it out on a platter. But like, Google it, man. It, it's, it made Thanksgiving so much fucking easier. I, I imagine, and uh, come as a glazing is a really beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. When, he, when he pulls out. Well, of it's, salty. Yeah. it's salty. It's uh, salty. It's very crispy. How come at the I beginning of your shows, I always want to throw up? Why yeah. can't we just get into something? That- <laughs> That's what we do here, Dreadmere. But I imagine... Imagine it looks like the leather face of turkeys, right? <laughs> it can't be very appealing. Like no one wants a like a like a scroll of turkey. <laughs> Let me unfurl the yeah. turkey. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we should get to the debate this week again. The buzzers. We don't have all the buzzers this week, but I got mine, so I'll be I'll be buzzing. We these. have twenty five percent of the buzzers yeah, this week. Twenty five percent. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's better than zero. Yeah, literally. Uh, Maddox is the only one who has access to the buzzers this week. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, oh, we're good. we're revamping the system, but we should talk about the debate this week, which is what's the worst city in the United States? We've all got our choices. This is going to be great. And by the way, I'll be reading some of the super chats and some of the comments from the chat room all throughout. One person did say that that sounds amazing, Ron. Your your turkey uh, pie sniper in the chat room says that sounds amazing. Well, he's right, man. He it says does. that he wants it's to have solid. He wants to have Thanksgiving in the Babcock House. Now, is it really called Bab Babs? What is it called? Squatching, well, spatch, spatchcocking, spatchcocking. It's not really yeah. the name of it. No, that is no, really, actually, really is, that's a yeah. thing. It's yeah. spatchcocking. Yeah, it, it does include the penetration, though. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's, it's 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 the reason I did it was because it was I was like they're like you could spatchcock your bird. I'm like I don't know what that is, but I'm doing that. Sounds good. Yeah, right. and it, it was. It's a All good. Right. It's a good way. All mm-hmm. right. Well, interesting. I should have asked that earlier when you brought it up. But anyway, back to the <laughs> cities. Mike D, as our return guest this week, I'm going to give you a first stab at the debate. What's your choice? What's the worst city in the United States? All right. Well, I was going to say something pretty obvious, and it feels like it's kicking, you know, something while it's down, and that's uh-huh. Detroit, right? I mean, it's okay. just that's just too easy, okay? And you got to have some pity over there, well, right? Even though it is know. a complete fucking shithole. But, you know, right. it's trying to, like, pull itself up, so you've got to have some respect for the city trying to, you know, Sort of be a phoenix be rising. You know, being able to buy a house for like $10,000. Like, Even if okay. it's a crack house with holes in the wall. Right. Like, I mean, there's something about that real estate. Uh, no, so I was going to say that, but I think that that's just completely unfair. So instead, I'm going to go to the other end and go to the snootiest, most uh, self-important, obnoxious, judgmental uh, city in the country. The city of San Francisco. Oh, boom! Right out the gate. Jeez, Hallie, I have so much to, t- to talk about this. So, so, why do you not like San Francisco well, other than all the things you just said? <laughs> oh, uh, well, those, are the, those are the snooty. nice things. Those are the okay. nice things. Yeah. Those are the nice things. Yeah. Well, look, I did live there. Okay, I did live there okay. For a while. So we're we're talking from a position of Great. of experience. Okay, so, look, excellent. By the way, Which doesn't matter. L- let me let me let me. <laughs> Let me let me take this position. Number one, it's an amazing city to visit. I got to give a credit for you know uh, the tourist value, beautiful sights. You know, it's just it's an incredibly beautiful place. If you sort of turn a blind eye at certain things, like the Tenderloin and Market Street and things like that, but it is a beautiful, beautiful place. 
to visit. If you live there, I think you're faced with a barrage of uh, uh, just judgmentalism against uh, where you came from. It's a very closed off town. People have their little cliques. Um, they're super, uh, yeah, wh which one was that? Yeah, okay. Give you a ding. All right, mm -hmm. well, um, l let me put it this way. I, I lived in a town called LA, Los Angeles, okay? Once upon a time. That's what that stands for. Yeah. Fuck, I never knew that. So I, I remember moving up there and uh, moving up from LA to San Francisco and in all my initial interactions there where I was meeting new people, they're like, oh my God, you, you seem like an intelligent guy, well-read, worldly. Like, you must be so relieved to have escaped that hellhole where there's like no culture, no education, no uh -huh. no gastronomy, uh -huh. no, none of this stuff. There and I was is. like, I was like, oh my God, you know, actually it's a, it's a bloody nice town. It's it's uh, you know it's incredibly uh, creative and entrepreneurial, and people are chill. And but the the whole um, sort of tonality of my welcome to San Francisco was, oh, you're one of us now. You no longer have to put up with that mediocrity. Um, and my entire experience in that town was was absolutely looking down on the rest of the country. Yep. And you know it's sort of like that thing of thou just protesteth a little too much. Yes. You know what I mean? They lay it yep. on a little too thick to where they, you know, I got onto all these groups and they would like, yeah, you know, email each other and Facebook each other. Aren't we the greatest town in the world? Aren't we great? Yeah. Isn't everything yeah. amazing? And you're like, yeah, because it rains like 300 days a year and everybody here is like ugly and fat and wears sandals. Yeah. And, Cold and, and misty. You, and it's just disgusting and there's needles and it's the biggest like shit per square mile index in the world. You can't walk it's, anywhere. It's fucking awful. Yeah. But they keep telling themselves yes. that they're so special uh -huh. and erudite. Yeah. It's it's really kind of sickening. And 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 if they just if they just kept quiet about that stuff, I'd sort of look the other way. But the fact that they try to rub your nose in into the fact that you've arrived in the sort of, you know, Garden of Eden, finally yes. you've arrived, uh, just makes me very pissed at that whole town. Bravo, Mike. No, not bravo. I, I, yeah, yes, I need a buzzer. I said bravo already. It's no, that's dirty. wrong. You can't, can't retract it. You, you're, well, you're, your mouth is full of food. <laughs> you got meat in your oh. mouth. Yeah, it's just bad Mike, time. You're wrong. You got you're, meat mouth, I'm just man. wrong. What are you trying okay. to say? Yeah. You're 100% wrong. Okay. Okay. Well, before you get before we get to the objection, I want to I want to weigh in on this because then you can shit on both of us. Because oh, Mike D touched on something. I'm so glad you did, Mike, because I went to San Francisco a while ago, and it feels like this is the weirdest thing because San Francisco has this real beef with like every other city but especially LA. LA. And they they have Dude, it's they, crazy. It's yeah. like it is this beef that I didn't even know existed. Exactly. It's so it's bad. The saddest thing. It's so like, bad. Like, we, we fuck, fuck LA. Like, oh my god, hey, and everyone from LA is like, "Well, San Francisco." Pied 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 sniper agrees with me. You know what? You know what the other thing is? Listen. Walk into the bar, walk into an average bar in San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, it is sad. It is sad. <laughs> like ev li literally, everybody is like a three. Everybody, guys, girls, everybody's a three. Yeah. Nobody's seen a razor. Nobody wears <laughs> closed-toed shoes. It's just like, and everybody's single. Nobody can find love. The whole town closes at twelve thirty a.m. It's yeah. it's just it's just sad. it's a sad pile you know, of sh literally a sad pile of shit and very expensive for what it is. San Francisco is oh. like the Renaissance Fair. Really fun to visit. Just don't want to live there. Hundred percent. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's accurate. So I will say this though, uh, uh, Ron and Mike, when I went there, this this like beef they had with Los Angeles was the saddest thing because nobody in LA knows about it. Imagine <laughs> right. imagine if right. somebody like devoted their lives to trying to prove they're Shitting better than you, you and you don't even acknowledge right. it. I mean that's <laughs> like, that's no the thing. Cares. It's like LA, it's like San Francisco. Who yeah. 
Yeah. It's like L.A. kind of has like a rivalry with New York, you know, the other big city in, in the United States. But that's about it. People in New York come and they kind of shit talk about L.A. and people from L.A. shit talk about New York. But no one, no one thinks about San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> not man. a thing. It doesn't exist. All right, Dreadbeard, you were, you were objecting. Yeah. Now, you want to shit on all of us. Viciously. What's, what's your objection? There's Why? a lot of Pokestops in San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> it's the it. best place to catch Pokemon right, you... on Pokemon oh, Go. Jesus. Wow. I mean, it's, he, he got uh... a point. Dude, you're digging very deep, though, to <laughs> and, uh, San Francisco. I like, no, okay, the, I've only yeah, missed... Best place to get your Charizards. Charizard. I know what the fuck Pokemon Charizard. Yeah. Charizard. People in, in my work, they talk about Pokemon in my office, and I'm like, it's difficult for me to express how little of a shit I give about this. That's, I have that's no idea. It's, it's all it's so 2016. Come on, man. That's it's like But it's over. cool again because Detective Pikachu. Yeah, right? Detective Pikachu, Pikachu is coming out. Did you see the trailer for Detective Pikachu? I must admit I didn't. I'm so embarrassed. I wrote, I wrote what may be one of my all-time like top 10 nerdiest tweets the other day. I was thinking about... So it's one of those like gimmicks, those devices where when the Pokemon talks to the guy who can hear him, he can hear human words, but then everyone else just hears Pika, Pikachu, right? Pika, Pika. So I was, I was thinking about the phonemes of your mouth. So he was saying to the kid, he's like, they can't understand me, kid. And so... But they, they hear Pika, Pika. I'm like, well, the mouth movements of Pika and they... The words they don't match up, so they can't possibly like. How much disbelief do you want me to suspend here? And someone, someone commented, goes, "Next thing you're gonna you're gonna say that the Pikachu's look like they're CGI or something." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was so stupid. <laughs> well, whatever. Tweet. All right, what are you gonna say? What's Jordan? your city? My city? The, that you... Or do you want to defend San Francisco more? For San Francisco is great. But they could ramen. Ron wants to like corner me here by saying, "Oh, well, if you've only visited it, that's why you're gonna say it's great." I haven't lived there, but I visited it. It was fun. They had a good. They had those like fries with like a bunch of stuff on them, like yeah. every other city in America. Right. Okay. I had Let's them there, so the it was San Francisco, and it was good. And also, there's like it's. All right, look, man, that was like the craziest shit I'd ever been to. I was dating a chick who was like really into the punk scene. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Same trick. This is my story. Yeah. Oh, I, shit. Right. oh shit! <laughs> I, I was dating a girl's room. She was like a punk. She had dreadlocks. She was, she was awesome. She's hot. She she was like an artist, and so we would sell her paintings, or whatever. So we had to go to uh, San Francisco, but she had friends in Oakland. That's like San Francisco, right? Anyway, we we, we pass through Oakland, and then we go to San Francisco. But we're like going between places the whole time. But when we, when we were there, I met one of her artist friends, and he was like this sixty year old German necromancer. It's just weird. Like, like, have you, Ron? Have you ever spent the night with a sixty-year-old German necromancer house? Have you ever been there? Yeah, I have one for a roommate. Oh well, yeah. shit. Never, okay, fine. San Francisco's not that interesting, I guess. Yeah. No, I have never have, and that does sound. It does sound <laughs> like San Francisco will give you a lot of what the fuck stories. Yeah, orgies. Uh, as a visitor, <laughs> but I do agree with you that there is a a built-in hypocrisy that they San Francisco has its head so far up its own ass. And I think that they don't, re- they can't joke about it. No, and they don't realize it. And the fact that they shit on L.A. Oh, yeah. is just like it's hilarious. It's a, but it's a common thing that people just shit on L.A. People I've never met before. I will say like I'll be at a party and I'll be like, well, they're like where are you from? I'm like, oh, I live in L.A. And they're like, oh shit, like how can you? Dude, like, how can you fucking live there? Like, it's full of dragons. And I'm like, it's a nice fucking city, man. It's like, great. Yeah. I don't, like, it's so rude just to be, yeah. for someone it's, to say where they're from and be like, hey, that's a piece of shit. 10% of the United States lives here. So, like, yeah, you, you was some something about the city is drawing people here. Sorry. Sorry. Aren't we it's, saying that about San Francisco, though? <laughs> Someone's from there and we're saying that's a piece of shit. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's the purposes of this podcast. I would never <laughs> say that to their face. I, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I mean, it's. 
you know, there's 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 rivalries and there's fake rivalries, right? Yeah. I mean, they sort of say like, you know, Canada and the U.S. All right, Canada's got 10% of the population of the U.S. Canada thinks about the U.S. The U.S. does not think about Canada. No. Like, let's no. be honest. It's sort of the same thing, except they're not as obnoxious, right? I don't find the grounds. When I, when I think about sort of what do I think about when I – imagine or personify San Francisco. And I think about Caltrain that I used to take from King and Forth down to Palo Alto every day where I was working. And it was like a, a sort of a skinny, pale guy with like, you know, three days of stubble, pushing his bike onto the train with like this like scarf made of hemp, like looking just super sad. And it's like dripping with like, you know, wet whatever and this is and this is what i'm sitting next to for an hour and then i think what do i think about la i think about like a beautiful woman jogging with her little like dog behind her running up runyon canyon in the sunshine and i'm like sad person happy person happy person doesn't think like doesn't give a shit about the sad person and sad person who keeps telling themselves that they better than the happy person. yeah that's what they have to do such a disc winners don't talk about how much they're winning. Like, they don't talk about, like, oh, man. They don't have to remind people that they're winners because, you know. They are. <laughs> you know. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Dreymir, what's your city? What's your uh, what's your city here? Beavertown. Beavertown? Is Where? that a place? Where's Beaver- Utah? Beaver- yeah, Beavertown, Utah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sucks. Beaver. Beaver, Utah, yeah. <laughs> well, I got ripped off or tried to get ripped off there. So, on, on my expedition to sell art a couple years ago, we passed through Beavertown, Utah, and we had to get a hotel there. And um, I don't know. It's weird because it's like a city that's a joke. Like, every, like they have a bunch of stores that are like, get a get a shirt that says, "I love Beaver." I I came to Beaver. It's like, yeah. it's like a literally a novelty T-shirt yeah. of a town, which is kind of funny, I guess. But it's like you live there. It's like the I couldn't saddest. imagine. It's a weird that. thing to hang your hat on. Yeah, and then so like, and then I don't know. Like, like my girlfriend at the time thought it was super funny and kept wanting to take pictures of me in front of stuff that said, "I love Beaver," and like send it to my aunt and stuff. And then oh, get, was, it. <laughs> get it. It just sounds exhausting. And yeah. then. Uh, it was my t- my smile was always a tired smile. But then we we so then I we parked. Uh, Is near, it a like, vertical smile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we parked near a store so she could buy something, and I was in the car. And then like this, mecha- it was like right next to a mechanic shop, and this mechanic came out, and he was like, "Oh, hey, buddy, like you got to get those tires checked out. You're not going to make it like the next fifty miles or something like that." And so I was like, oh, shit, that sounds bad. So I told her, and then uh, she was like, yeah, this guy said our car is going to fucking, like, not work. So she went to the guy, and then he was like, yeah, he's like, I thought it was just this tire, but it turns out they're all going to be need to fix. Oh, like, so how convenient. $700, something like that. Oh, jeez. $700? Yeah. Fucking Beavertown? Yeah. And then, <laughs> um, Beavertown. Yeah, it's it's Beavertown's fault. You, then, get, you always get screwed in Beavertown. <laughs> and then uh, she called her, like, mechanic friend and sent, her pictures of the, sent him pictures of the tires or whatever, and he was like, yeah, they're fine. He's like, this is, don't, don't, don't listen to him. So then we kept driving, and it was fine. But uh, yeah, I guess I didn't like that too much. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Beavertown sucks, Dick. Um, we got <laughs> we got some super chats here. We got from one from Jimmy Pie. We were talking about Canada a second ago. He goes, "You all just need to move to Canada. America's hat is where it's at." <laughs> For $5. <laughs> for $5. That's, that's such an adorable... That's actually well worth $5. Yeah. And then we got another one from Eric Harris for $2. It says, guys, it's midnight. Go to bed. <laughs> so we are recording this at a different hour than we normally do. We and a different time zone. Different time so zone. So it's not day. midnight here. Yeah, it's not midnight here. No, no, it's not. But anyway, okay. So we got Beavertown. We got San Francisco. Ron, what do you got for us? New York City. Ooh, oh. New York City. Oh. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Overrated. <laughs> dirty piece of shit town. <laughs> Listen, let me let me get all right out of the bat. New York.
York is a great city. The problem is that New Yorkers live there. Okay? Like, here's the problem in New York. Every time you're outside of New York, New Yorkers are telling you how great fucking New York is. Yeah, yeah, they are. So you think that when you get to New York, you're like, oh my God, everybody must be super stoked to be here right now. And everybody, have you ever seen anybody on the subway in New York? Yeah. Shit's not going according to plan. No, no, no. They're all fucking angry. That's right. And and that is the definition of not a good city. If everyone in your city is angry all the fucking time, you're just trying to convince yourself. What you're in is you're in a relationship with a bad girlfriend. Yep. And you're just convincing yourself like, oh no, she's cool. She's fucking, you get sushi at 4 a.m. She's cool. Like, I'm so fucking sick of people trying to force down my throat how New York is such a cool fucking town. Yeah. It's one of the most expensive places to live. Right. It smells like urine yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, uh, ex- except for the places that smells like garbage. You forgot about that. Oh, that's right. True. The garbage smell. <laughs> that is true. Can you There's really get always sushi? always someone shitting. I've stepped over human feces. Yes. I know it was Wait, human. Not, now you're talking about San Francisco again. Come and, on. Uh, to on. be fair, and uh, LA. Uh, There's, uh, there, uh, listen, <laughs> come on. There, there, there was human in New York. You, you know, you, you know what it is. It's like New York's the angry version of the sad That's version of it, San right? Francisco. That, Whoa, that San Francisco's is like sad. New York's angry, and they both suck. There is a ton of great stuff in New York, but it's just like I wish that New Yorkers would realize that other places can exist, and they're also valid. Like people were in the in the chat room, they're shitting on Cleveland. You know, what? I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> Cleveland? I, love it. I have never not had one of the best weekends of my life in Cleveland. I've been to Cleveland two or three times, and I've had a great time every time. You know why? Because Cleveland, everyone's friendly. Yeah. The beer is insanely cheap. Yes. And it's just an easy town to get around. Now, I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, so we look up to Cleveland. Like we look like Cleveland to us is a city that has a like, you look it's up shit to together. you look up to Beaver. I mean, that's I mean, Canada, I mean, right? We're I mean, above Beaver. Okay, right? okay. We have yeah. the office. <laughs> but like Damn. New York is just it's one of those towns that it's just it's like it's it's great to visit, and everybody loves to go off on how New York is the greatest city in the world. It's great. I'm gonna live here forever until about year five, and then at year five they just start to get tired, and then they have to decide. Am I going to stay in New York or am I going to leave? And everybody I know from New York in the comedy scene, right? They all shit on LA. Every single one of them just they love shits it. on LA. It's their favorite thing. And then at about year five is when they start to think like, oh, maybe New York is, uh, uh. you know, they hit their 30s. They yeah. want life to be a little bit comfortable. Yeah. And then around year eight, they finally make the jump to LA. And then as soon as they get here, they go, oh my God. Oh, huh. This yeah. is delightful. What, right. what is this? What is this weird, warm radiation I'm feeling coming from the sky? I can spend a thousand dollars and get more than 150 square feet. Yeah, like and it's because it, it's it's a nice city. It's not yeah. without its problems, uh, but it's a nice city. New York, I will grant you that the highs are high are higher, but the lows are lower. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, I tell you that Los Angeles is definitely a more of a middle of the road kind of convenient town. Uh, like the cool thing about New York is that the city comes to you. You leave your apartment mm-hmm. and you're, you're immediately it's confronted. Right there. It's right, right. there. Yeah, you're, exactly. Yeah. And, and nobody can make plans because life is happening and it's yeah. happening all around you. And yeah, there's exactly. this magic subway train that right. can transport you wherever you want to yeah. go. But like, don't like, like fuck off on it being the only city that ever mattered. Yeah. I, I lived, I, I went, I, I lived in New York for a little while and then I moved straight to London and I'm like, you know, kiss my ass, New York. Honestly, yeah. Because London, look, London's got its own problems, but the fact is, is, it's the most comparable city. Yeah, I think culturally and size-wise yeah. to New York, and 
it's got New York licked. Absolutely. You it's clean. Have, it's nice. I go over to London like once every two years. My sister lives there, and I love visiting London. I think it's a very uh, friendly city for walking around, Absolutely. for being a tourist, like the amount of parks that are there. Even when it's Where New cold. York feels like a fucking fight. Yeah. And the only reason you like it is because you're trying to prove to yourself that it's cool. Right. And, and people, when they defend New York, pay attention to this next time. Watch how often they quote Empire State of Mind. Because all they're doing is quoting Alicia his Keys. Yeah, uh, really? Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the the um, you know, uh, I've I've literally had arguments with people who are like, you know, it's it's a great city because if you can make it there, you'll make it anywhere. I'm like, that's oh, that's right. Like Empire State of Man. Liza Minnelli. Yeah, you're just quoting songs now. Look, it, uh, no one. <laughs> and by the way, if it's a tough city to live in, like fucking go to Tijuana. That's a fucking tough city to live in too. You make it in Tijuana, I guarantee you can make Pe- it. In fucking people are always they're always making excuses for New York. Bogota. Yeah. Like like Bogota. Like, there you go. They're like making excuses like for a shitty girlfriend. Like yeah, yeah. she's great though, man. Like no, you don't understand. Like New York is like uh-huh. fucking like so you don't understand. So yeah. Far, I actually made a video about this a long time ago. Like kind of shitting on New York. I'm like I just want to live in a city where I don't have to step over puddles of vomit and or, it is or poo. Or poo. And and on the subway, I've seen so many times like people vomiting, people doing drugs, people smoking on the subway. Just as just these are just it's it's almost like a just a degree separation between civilization and not. Oh, it's so close <laughs> to the Thunderdome. It, it really is. The is. Lobby of the <laughs> it really is. And and then and then for and what's so embarrassing is That's excellent. I like that expression. Yes. What's the so embarrassing is is when America, like uh, this is this is the capital of America, right? New York is the capital yeah, of America, exactly, and it is the financial capital of the world. People from all around the world come to New York, right? Oh my God, New York, and you get like wealthy people from Saudi and Dubai and investors from Germany, and all these people coming to our leaky fucking subway in Times Square, the biggest subway stop in the world, right? Times Square, and it's leaking from the ceiling Every, everywhere. It's and leaking. rats like this rats. big, yeah, this big. Rats like rats like uh, what? What are you? What would you call that? Like a Chipotle burrito? My like, uh, <laughs> with wolf what? legs. I thought Washington D.C. <laughs> was the capital. My buddy. Well, t- <laughs> No, no, no. Good. It's like how like Saint Sacramento is the capital of California. Yeah, please. My, uh, <laughs> no way. my, uh, my buddy what's Ryan. Sacramento. What's a Sacramento? Oh, uh, that's I, a that's a runner up. That's what, what it is. is it? Okay. <laughs> All right. My buddy Ryan. Uh, he lived in. He's my best comedy buddy. He lived in New York for years, and then one day he texts me. He's like, "You know what I saw on the subway this morning? I saw one rat fighting with another rat over the dead carcass of a rat." <laughs> And he's like, that's pretty much described New York. Yep, right there. He, like, he was like such a happier person when he moved back to Los Angeles. Dude, I'm telling you, it is it is really sad. Like in a in a really like deep way. You know Market Street, right? In mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yeah. It's the Champs-Élysées of Paris. It's supposed to be Michigan Avenue of Chicago. It's supposed to be Fifth Avenue on, on in New York. That's the equivalent that it's supposed to be. Right. And you literally do everything that you can to stay away from that fucking road because it's just absolute it's full of poo, full of syringes, full of like bodies just like lying down the street and then you can't drive on the damn road either. No. Because what they've done is they've carved up that road to like Basically, like cars have been like squeezed onto one lane because it's like you got two bike lanes and seven bus lanes and like whatever, and so the cars are all fucking the the streets empty except everyone's like lined up behind this one lane. The the sort of progressive agenda in that town has turned it into a complete joke to where, you know, the same people who are voting for the uh, elements of the city that are destroying the quality of life are all sitting and sort of 
the uh, the, uh, the 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 twenty story condos right at the top yep. in another part of town yep. where they don't have to deal with it, and they're leaving all the plebs to deal with a sort of tripping over the homeless people. It's uh, and just so that they can feel good. It's a, it is exactly that, Mike D. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how you know it's a problem. Okay, just look at the average rent in San Francisco. It, like you can't even get a one bedroom for less than twenty four hundred dollars a month. Forget it. That's I also like hate three grand. I also yeah. hate whenever a city's like, hey, like, oh, cool, Frisco, and they're like, don't call it don't- Frisco. Oh, it's, it's like yeah. like when you yeah. meet someone and they're okay, like, like We're hey, hey, okay. Katie. it's like when you meet someone they're like hey Katie it's nice to meet you my name's Catherine you're like oh Jesus Christ yeah, you must come immediately from, like you must come from San Francisco yeah right anytime yeah. like you have like a city Dan like that where that's yeah. your mantra that's your yeah. intro it's like right. you guys are gonna be fucking you're gonna be the annoying yeah. guy at the party I've met I'm I'm Michael but I go by Mike I've met a few Mikes who refuse to go by Mike. There are Michaels. Yeah. And the first one that I met like that, guess where he came from? <laughs> wait, wait. It, was it Frisco? <laughs> it was Frisco, man. I'm oh. Ronald, but I go by Claudia. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's also Frisco. Yeah. I- I'm going to put yeah. this out there. If your average rent in your city starts at $3,000, <laughs> how about this? You don't need to have any public transportation because nobody who needs to take public transportation lives in your fucking city. What is your city? Okay, my city. I'm here excited we go. to hear about this. Is this, this is kind of so one hasn't out of, been mentioned? Hasn't been mentioned. No, okay. it's it's one kind of out of left field. And I had I had like I have a runner up. My, I'll tell you my runner up, and it has something in similar in common with my number one pick, St. Louis. St. Louis is a uh, shithole. It is just like um, the color gray embodied in a city. Uh, but that's not my that's not my number one choice, and I'll tell you why. You know what? You, you know the thing about St. Louis What's is there's Anheuser Busch. Th- there's a little bit of Scranton in St. Louis because its best years are behind. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's no so when you go. I went to St. Louis, and you travel around, and you could see buildings there. You could see the architecture. You could see the money that used to be there, yeah. and it is like. You're like, this kind of looks cool. And then you go around St. Louis and it's a weird, like that weird casino they have downtown. Yeah. That's fucking, you know what is cool is uh, that that museum, they have City Museum, which is like a museum for adults. That place is supposed to be awesome. And the arch is just the weirdest thing. The arch is the only thing to see in that town. They drive you there and you're like, Okay. And it is functionally nothing. And it is impossible to get to. Oh, it's to. aesthetically nothing, It's too. aesthetically nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's like, all right, I get it's it. It's half a McDonald's arch. Right? Uh, it's like a half a McDonald's. Yeah. So I'm going to say, so St. Louis is my runner-up. And I'll tell you, my number one pick was, or is. How can we get a drum roll? Right? <laughs> Houston. Yeah. What? Houston. Houston, Texas. All right. Fuck Houston! I'll I've tell you, never been. To wow. Yeah, well, let's keep it that way. I've, it, I've flown through it, and I'll tell. Yeah, it's the best thing to do is fly through it or over it. But uh, <laughs> unless there's a hurricane, in which case, don't do that either. Oh man, yes. Houston is—it's such a weird city because I've been to many cities in Texas. I've been to Dallas. I've been to Austin. Uh, I think those are the only ones. But then I went to <laughs> Plano. You didn't do Plano. I don't think I've been to Plano. Jeez. But I did. I went to all these cities on book tour, right? And Houston was by far the worst. First of all, it's impossible to get anywhere. There's this the the freeway on Houston is like shaped like a rectangle with rounded rounded corners. And if you miss your exit, there's no fucking way to get off of it and then turn back around to the way the city is designed. It'll take you 45 minutes to go around that fucking loop if you miss your exit. It's insane. You might as well take the exit and go to Plano. 
Yeah, you might as well. You might as well just go to another town. If you miss your exit in Houston, don't stop driving. Just go to the next just near go to city, the next city anywhere. That's right. There is nothing to do in Houston. There is nothing to see in Houston. There is no culture in Houston. The only thing there is in Houston are fucking oil refineries and people driving Escalades. But what about Escalade? cowboy hats? Aren't there lots of cowboy hats and women with big hair? No, just a no. bunch. There are a bunch of people who have zero sense of style or fashion. They're all driving Escalades. I, I remember I was driving. I, I, I This like nice old lady picked me up. She was. She couldn't have been more than like five foot nine nothing and she was just like this tiny lady in this huge escalade this escalade has more real estate than most new york apartments and she's like well i like to feel safe i'm like well yeah apparently you and every other fucking citizen in this entire city all there is in houston besides oil refineries is business parks and if you've ever been trapped in a business park it's the fucking worst if you get there after 8 p.m there is nothing open nothing to eat it fucking sucks feel like i've never been to houston but i feel like houston is if costco built a city yes it's if costco built a city except there's nothing in it <laughs> it's just like they're still waiting for the shelves to be stocked it is a it is a hellhole i ha- i absolutely hate it now but you gave yourself a runner-up which yeah. i think is unfair okay. I, okay what's your runner-up miami oh my god <laughs> really you know miami what? is full of I all like... the people i never want to talk to like right. it's just like it's like take go to a party that you just don't go to and that's like all of Miami. I went to, I, so I did a show there once. It was a weird gig. It was, um, I had to perform this game show that they were shopping to cruise ships. So I per- performed for all the cruise ship directors for this weird game show. And they put me up in this hotel. And uh, it was, and I had to get up at 8 a.m. to do it. It's 2 a.m. I'm right by the lobby. There's pulsating house music going on. And so I got to the <laughs> lobby and I'm like, hey, man, um, can you guys turn down the music? And he, he just went, sorry, bro. <laughs> And I was like, and he was like, sorry, bro, can't, can't stop the party. And I look over at the bar. The bar is empty. (laughs) There's not one person at the bar. And I just turned back to him like, I'm staying at your hotel. There is no one in the bar. (laughs) There are people in your rooms. Dude, how did this not beat out New York? I'm one of them. Because New Yorkers are fucking worse than that guy. (laughs) You know what? The average New Yorker. I agree with you. It's true. It's true. Uh, that sounds pretty sick. Dude, <laughs> and plus, all the best rappers come out of Florida. Like, like all the coolest rappers come from from Miami and then like Florida. So the weirdest shit comes out of that state, and most of it's Holy like, shit. I mean, it's pretty twisted. It yeah. is a twisted place. I'll tell you, um, I didn't get to the. Although, parents- wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. if you go out to the like. Uh, peninsula there, Miami Beach. That's pretty. Oh, fucking, the, pa- that the is, panhandle. That's no, 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 Miami Beach. Like you go oh. to the little strip out there. That's pretty nice. Let me ask it's you this. Nice. Let me ask you guys this. You guys are shitting an awful lot on Miami and Florida. How come so many hot chicks come out of Florida? There's like every t- every hot chick who comes to L.A. They're like, I'm like, oh, where'd you where'd you move from? They're like, oh, I just got here from Florida. I'm like, of course you did, because that's like the factory of hot chicks, and they all just moved to. You know, we get the hottest ones. You know the uh, the ones who <laughs> the ones who made it out the ones who made it out yeah but but uh, they're all coming from Florida explain that Ron I don't know I I disagree I don't think I've met many women from Florida in L A I've met a lot of women from Scottsdale Arizona which I feel like is the triple A training ground hmm. for Los Angeles I've met a lot of hot chicks from Tucson for some reason Tucson yeah. Arizona seems to be another may, export may I Flip the script. Yes. And we're all shitting on cities. Is there a city that you that you would say uh, is one of the, the best cities in the U.S.? Honestly? Yes. And I'll tell you, I've lived in a lot of cities in a lot of countries. 
it's this one. Hey, and I like it sounds it sounds so boring and so cliched, yeah. but for all the reasons that you stated when you were comparing New York to LA, it is it is it is middle of the road, but in a non-boring way. There are beautiful people, there are creative people, there are entrepreneurial people. There is a lot of like venture capital and, and interesting shit being created in this town. Um, there's a revival of culture. There is just the right mix of like you know, gastronomy, culinary stuff going on, like amazing restaurants and like, you know, uh, uh, theaters and, and, and it just interesting creative stuff. The, the beach culture is incredible. Um, I think when people arrive here, I think LA has this secret of being understated and super humble. Nobody talks about, in LA, I've never heard of anybody in LA saying, man, this town rocks. Nobody says that. You just live it, you experience it, and you love life on a daily basis. But you don't have to keep like telling yourself about it. And I feel that that understatement about the quality of life here, while being able to see the most beautiful people in the world at the best clubs on the planet, in the finest restaurants in the world, at the best beaches in the world, is right here and it's 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 nobody speaks about it and that's the sort of hidden secret if if you read articles about people that are transplants into LA from other towns they like you were saying they're sort of like they're surprised by what was previously shat on about being the the center of like uh, air pollution and traffic that's all that LA's oh and shallowness apparently everybody's shallow Mm-hmm. But actually, when you get into the when you get into here, you're like, oh my god, I could actually see this as a town for life. Right. And 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 I've lived in a bunch of places. This town just makes me feel amazing. I'm so sort of uh, enthralled to be here on a daily basis. So well, vote one for LA. Okay, vote one for LA. That's good. That's a positive note. Uh, I will say this though before we get before I get to Maddox, your response. (laughs) I will say this before we get to. My uh, like some of the cities I like. I do want to draw one comparison between St. Louis and, and Houston. A long time ago, I got an email from some dude who made like forty million dollars overnight, and he basically he created some like DVD software that went gangbusters. And he was like, "Hey Maddox, I want you to write for our company newsletter." I'm like, "All right." He goes, "Do you want to come out to St. Louis and and check out my company?" I'm like, "Sure." Yeah, that sounds cool. And he's just like, you know, throwing cash and he's like flying me out there. I'm like, great, this sounds cool. I go out to his company and I'm waiting and everything's gray. Uh, and he and people are like, oh, he's coming in on his chopper. I'm like, oh, cool, there's got to be some motorcycle. I can't wait to see this. And then I go outside waiting for this chopper and it's a helicopter, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually a Harley Davidson helicopter. It's a, helicopter. <laughs> it's a right, Harley Davidson right. helicopter. So he lands, and it's like a big entrance. You know, he wasn't flying; he was he had a pilot, but it was still a cool entrance, right? So he gets out. He goes, Maddox, very nice to meet you. I'm like, all right, do you want do you want to go on a spin on my chopper? I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. So we hop in this thing, and he gives me a, a, a an air tour of St. Louis, and it looked even a little bit sadder than the air because you can see not just how run down and dilapidated usually people's houses are from the front, but from the top um (laughs) (laughs) we went and there was just like all these like open pits of just like and it was like filled with water because it was winter and everything was gray um but it was a very fun time i I really enjoyed my my trip there with this like multi-millionaire who just like flew me around the city and they showed me a really good time but man i felt bad for the people of st louis because i was like they said what do you want to eat i said well what's good here what's the local cuisine they're like oh have you ever tried st louis style pizza i'm like 
nope, didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Guess what? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Love it's that. Just like Saint some Louis shitty pizza. little like pizza joint, and it was just uh, it was like pizza, but it's square. I'm like, yeah, that's St. Louis style. I'm like, I get square pizza everywhere, man. Like fucking Domino's. Like Pizza Hut has square pizza. <laughs> I don't like anyway. square pizza. Yeah. Square pizza is a bad idea. Yeah, that's square so pizza. sad. Is that yeah. really? Is that a true story? True story. Absolutely. Someone's true. like boasted about. St. Louis St. Louis pizza. pizza. Yeah, and I felt so sad for them too. I'm like, Dude. this is all they have. This is all they got. Wow. St. Louis style pizza. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what really goes good with pizza is vaping. <laughs> 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 guys, today's episode is brought to you by eLiquid. The code is MADCAST30, guys. Madcast Media listeners get 20% off your first purchase from ELIQUID.com slash MADCAST30. I really want to say thank you to eLiquid for sponsoring the show. This is a fantastic sponsor. I love the website. And I was saying a couple episodes ago when we had eLiquid as a sponsor that I had a friend come out from Florida. Hot friend, by the way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's a Florida's a hot a hot person factory. He was he was very well built. <laughs> <laughs> so so she says to me, just unprompted, she goes, "You know, I really like eLiquid." I'm like, are you listening to my podcast? What's going on here? She goes, no, I didn't even know you had one. She just, unpr- <laughs> she yeah. just unprompted, just like, yeah, I like e-liquid. That's where I get all my my uh, my vape supplies. I'm like, well, how about that? I wish you were on the podcast. But guys, seriously, check out eliquid.com. We talked about this. They have over 44,000 items. Ooh, that's a lot of items. <laughs> it's a lot, but not too much. <laughs> it's just right just about. Just about right. <laughs> If it was any more than that, I'd be like, "That's too many." That's right. too much. I bought, I Ooh. bought the Big Baby Beast, uh, the starter kit on on eLiquid, and they. I also got some of the strawberry. I forget. It's like some strawberry flavor, but I, I've been using this thing. It's so much fun. I, I found a neat You're trick with it. You're almost done. Yeah, I'm almost get, done. With it's this. getting kind of low. Well, I got some more liquid. Uh, and if and if not, by the way, guys, I'm. I'm they have. Um, Dude, that looks just like the right size. Yeah, it's just the right size. You can mm-hmm. put this thing in your in mm-hmm. your uh, suit your suit your suit you coat. Put it, you could put it where? In your suit coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put it in your suit coat. Impress mm-hmm. the ladies. Okay. Mike, do you know something? A thing or two about impressing ladies? Oh, you know, I try my best. Yeah, and I I do like to tell the story. I've told this a few times, but with eLiquid, I went to my local accessory shop, like vape shop, and this same big baby beast kit was for was going for $69.95 at my local shop on eLiquid. I found it for $39.95. Damn. Yeah. And they got some really good deals on uh, on liquids, too. They got some... Uh, Dreadmere, you vape, right? I vape. Okay, great. And so if you wanted if you wanted a good deal on your vape liquids, you go to eLiquid.com. Again, that's MadCast30 for 20% off Do your first purchase. Do they have enough items to choose from? 44000 wrong. Yeah. 44000 yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. sounds just about right. And you get that tracker. It's pretty cool. Anyway, guys, thank you again for supporting us. Thank you to What's eLiquid.com. What's the promo com. code again? MadCast30. <laughs> Ron, and Ron, last time we uh, we did the promo, too, you mentioned that we could make a gingerbread house vape. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. I would like to see that. If we have any entrepreneurs in the audience listening to e- to this uh, to the sponsor and you can make this thing i will buy it i will use that and i'll put cinnamon liquid in there too oh see that, that just sounds really good got it. Yeah. sounds really good sounds really good anyway guys again for 20% off your first purchase visit eliquid.com/madcast30 and use the promo code madcast30 during checkout thank you again for supporting us and thank you to eliquid but we should get back to the debate i do want to talk about my favorite cities i have two of them and they're both in california one is Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, California. Uh, it's delightful. Yeah, it's a delight. It's a small. It has a very small town vibe to it, 
It's just boring enough, but not too boring because it's also a surfer town. It's like a snoozy little surfer town. I really like that. You could probably hit every restaurant in the entire city in a month, right? They they probably only have like 30, 40 restaurants, something like that. You, You put them on rotation. You got your snoozy little... You got tons of ice cream shops, and it's, I don't know what it is about small towns, but they're big on chocolates and ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. And, but yet, mostly people there aren't fat. What do you think of that? What do you think about that, Ron? I think they're living an active lifestyle. That's right. They're surfing all the but time. But they're also knowing how to enjoy life. I also like San Diego, although somebody in the comments said Honolulu is amazing. It absolutely is. San Diego, I lived there for a couple months. It's the weirdest place I've ever been. It is pretty weird, huh? Here's why. Yeah. All right. LA is a town of people who are future oriented. They always talk about what they're going to do, what their dreams are. New York and a lot of East Coast towns like Boston and Philadelphia, you form friendships based on talking about what you did in the past. Like, what? oh, I was here with my friend this one time. It's a very past oriented town. San Diego is the only place I've ever been to that is completely present oriented. Huh. They do not talk about their future. <laughs> they do not talk about their past. They just talk about the moment right then and there. What do you, like, why do you think that you is? Wanna, and it's the only place I've ever been where yeah. I've, had tr- I've had trouble making friends. Dude, that's, that's, yeah. never had trouble it's making tough, friends. It's like doing stuff like making reservations for dinner because it's like, well, that's three hours away. What's yeah, the point? Like, What's the point of doing that? Plus, everybody just right? eats bomb burritos, bro. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. I will say this. Beautiful like, city. But yeah. I had trouble making friends there. And that is the only place. Oh, I've wait. You're going to attribute that to, to the present orientation. Yes, of the people. And I I'm see. from the East Coast. So I, I build uh, friendships through talking about stories that, you know, you've done in the past. So so what do you what do you think drives that? I think it's just like San Diego is a type of place where it's like the main question is, how little do I have to work to pay for my rent? Like oh, it yeah. is just a place where you go to be perpetually on vacation because it is a delightful city. Right. Wonderful parks. You're next to the beach. Mexico's a hop, skip, and a jump away if you yeah. want to have an adventure. You know, but it, you meet people there and, and they're or not. Or a donkey show. Yeah. I will I, I will say this. It does feel like there's disparate groups of San Diego. Like you can't get the full San Diego experience in just one part of it. There because you have the bros and Santee. Right, the the Santee Bros. These are like guys who drive brodozers. They're those like giant lift trucks, and they just go out into the uh, the desert, dr- get piss piss drunk, shoot guns, and then sometimes make it back, sometimes not. They'll just. Uh, I think I'm moving. Yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah, brodozers. Cool. Yeah, the brodozers, and the only other place I've seen that is ironically San Francisco. You get the uh, the North NorCal Bros when they say hella a lot. Which, by the way, I I picked that up when I dated I dated a girl from San Francisco, and I picked up hella, and I I use it wrong all the time. Hella. It, yeah, I use it as punctuation for sentences. Like, hey, Mike, nice shirt, hella. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's like a semicolon. Yeah. Does that bug you, Dreadmere? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's I got, so, but, but like San Francisco's like big punk scene. I don't know what it is. But well, I, I mean, it's right next to Oakland, and Oakland has a big punk. Oh, scene. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So I got into hardcore when I when I uh, you know went up to San Francisco a lot, and hardcore is the dumbest, dopiest music, and I but I love it. And and I looked up, you know, don't 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 ever do this. If you like a band, don't look up their fans. Because you will be so disappointed. You'll see like these other people who like the music that you like, and you you will feel bad about yourself because you're like, oh shit, I'm. Yeah, man, I used to listen to ska. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one band, uh, <laughs> this one band I listened to is called uh, 
trapped under ice and i oh, love fucking love fucking like do you really like no i love fucking hardcore bands and yeah. the names that they choose yeah. <laughs> oh like i grew up in scranton and yeah. i used to go i love sky but all my buddies loved hardcore so i used to get a bunch of hardcore shows and all the band names were like um prophecy of deception <laughs> uh, uh, it, un- unseen, I, unseen Holocaust, oh my God. <laughs> burial ground, acid and rain, like, yeah. and then you find out like that dude works at like the supermarket, which right. is like kind of takes the edge off. Yeah, your fucking right. hardcore. Music. Yeah, yeah. What's that other one? Toxic Sludge. Isn't that a real hardcore? Was oh, that Todd from <laughs> Wegmans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in burial ground. <laughs> fucking hardcore, man. Oh yeah. shit, it's Richard from uh, <laughs> from uh, Toxic Ass from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just was so intense, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, you guys all work at the Red Baron Stadium. <laughs> like, it's not. Guy LaPointe in the chat room says, Trapped Under Ice fans are literally mouth breathers. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Wow. I, so yeah, I looked up one of these videos, and uh, they oh, there's this other band, too. It's called, uh, oh, man, I think it's called, it's Lionheart. Lionheart is the, is the, is the hardcore band, and they made this song to as a thank you for their fans. And... The the song is like pretty cool and broy and very thrashy. And I looked up the music video and they're just like in a garage having a barbecue and they're literally just cooking wieners and giving them to their fans. And this is the video and their fans are just standing in line with hot dog buns waiting for hot dogs. And then they go into the garage and they're moshing and stage diving from a height of like five feet. So they and nobody's catching them. So they're just landing oh and like their face. They're they're lo- they're all missing teeth. Like repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. One after the other. It's like let me not yeah. learn the lesson. Yeah, right? and it's yeah. just like head on concrete, head on concrete repeatedly. And they all get and they all look like skinheads. They're not racist. I don't think they're racist. Please don't be racist. Um I hope not. I, that's the last peg, but but they all look and they're all, and the song too, when you really listen to the lyrics, it's so corny. They're just saying, Thank you for being our fans. <laughs> I don't think you get hardcore, Maddox. Really? What? Tell, explain yeah. hardcore to me, please. You just did. That's the. Oh, that that's it? what makes it cool. All oh, that stuff. Yeah. That it's like very sincere. Hot and dogs, earnest. and we're all friends, and yeah. we mosh, and like that's what makes it so cool. Oh, it's, it's like just... if Care Bears were into thrash yeah. metal. <laughs> I mean, have you know, like a lot of hardcore guys are like straight edge, and like yeah, yeah. yeah no, they tell us about it. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever <laughs> met somebody straight edge who hasn't told you in the first ten minutes that they're straight edge? <laughs> I never. Every, like yeah. every time, it's like it's their fucking lead. Yeah, it's fine, but you don't have to talk about it all the goddamn time. It's almost like, hey, I live in San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco is the straight edge of cities. All right, Dreadmere, is there a city that you like? No, there isn't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to differentiate from. Have, have you cities. been to like Hawthorne? Yeah, I, I mean, I passed through it. It's it's fine. I don't know. Like, how about Diamond Bar? No, I don't know what that is. I mean, I like Long Beach. I guess. Hey, there Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga, they got a good barbecue place over there called well, Lucille's. Long, Long how, Be- how about your Belinda? Long Beach is actually uh, uh, real pleasant. It's right? fine. It smells kind of so, weird. Listen, dude, it's like, come on. That's 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 a little easy on Long Beach. You drive there and it's like, you know, cranes and a fucking, you know, like bay. Yeah. For- Progress. It's shit. No, yeah, it's, 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 there's it's that a, one. Yeah, there's It's a, a shithole with a little bit of a residential It's area. gotten a lot I'm better, like, though. You know. Like, they're adding, like, a lot of cool shit over there. I don't know. Like I like, like I've, houses. I've lived there. Yeah, I've Roads. lived there with two different girls. Like I moved in with two different girls there at the same time. Hell yeah, nice. Uh, not at the same time, but uh, both times I enjoyed being there. There's like a place called Hipster Row where they have like all these cool coffee shops and like lots of Poke stops to catch Pokemon. I don't know. It was a cool place to live. Um, I like I, I like Long Beach. I think uh, for city I really enjoy uh, Sebastopol, California. 
What is there? Uh, is it's where the Yerba Mate uh, warehouse factory is. Where is that? Where is that? Where is uh, it's that? right in the middle of uh, California. You're right in the middle of like Napa Valley wine country, like in that area. And it's just like next to the ocean. We have some friends who live there. We're driving around. I was like, this is, they got a little skate park that right in the cool. center. It was just, yeah. it just nice. It was like one of those things like, oh, I would like raise a family here. Yeah. It was nice and delightful. Uh, I will say this. I You just reminded me. Two other places I really like. Santa Barbara. It's, it does, yes. you know, it just feels like very nice. It's nice. Again, it's just nice. It's a place where you could be like, yeah, I can it's raise a family It's that Central here. California region that's like yeah. pleasant. It's very pleasant. And then the other one is uh, Chicago. And oh, I Chicago's would, fucking great. Dude, Chicago's I, fantastic. I used to live in Chicago. Yeah. I spent six I used to do Winters shows in, in Chicago, Chicago, and it's I, tough. I would never ever go there. I would be like, "The city is trying to kill me." Well, it yeah. is the people there. My God, they're so they're aggressive the, the, about really? like about what? aggressive what? like getting you fucked up. Oh, great, oh, great yeah. fucking people. <laughs> great, yeah. yeah. But oh my God, that city was just like real, uh, but like really, really intense, but in such a Midwest friendly so, way, like innocent, right? I would in much rather way. go hang out in Chicago than New York. You know what, Chicago, there's, there's no beating Chicago between like April and about October. You know, Kyle Kinane's old joke. Uh, he's a Chicago comedian and he goes, hey, do you guys hear uh, uh, summer falls on a weekend this year? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, great it, Chicago. Comedy. There's something very special. Chicago's got a lot of like uh, summer uh, festivals. Every weekend has got about three or four or five festivals in the city. So from about May through August, every weekend has got something to do in the city. Yeah, squeeze it all in. You don't get that in any other town that I've lived in. It's, I, it's incredible. I mean, they try it in Utah and it sucks. But um, I, I will say this. If Chicago's winters weren't so harsh, I could live there. I, the winters are winters just brutal. winters are like ungodly. And it is terrible. the only place I've ever been outside of Mexico where I genuinely felt like the cops were very corrupt. I, I, like I just really? didn't get a good vibe from any cop I met in Chicago. Really? Yeah, I felt like... I felt like I could bribe them to do just about anything. Like I they, thought that's normal. Really? No, I don't oh, get okay. that. I don't get that. In, in LA, I feel like I feel like if I see a cop, I'm like, wow, it's a unicorn. Oh my god, what are they doing in this neighborhood? Wow, they're responding to an actual fucking phone call for once. Holy shit, what are they doing here? Did, is this a mistake? Are they lost? Should I stop and see if they're okay? Should I give them GPS directions? They must be lost. What are they doing in this fucking neighborhood? They never return phone calls. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, th- we should wrap this up here. This is the debate. What is the worst city in the United States? Vote on MadcastMedia.com again. The choices are San Francisco. Beavertown, yeah, <laughs> Beavertown, Utah, Beaver, Utah, and Ron was New, New York, York City, and mine was Houston, Texas. Start spreading the news. You know, I don't think there's ever been a song about Houston. There's like one band that goes around every country or every city in the United States, and they make a song about that city. And every it city fucking rhyme with anything. Like, what does Houston rhyme with? Houston, yeah, like. It's just a dead end. It's like a dead end. Houston. 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 Houston, yeah. No, it just doesn't. Houston. It doesn't work. Houston Houston runs with Houston. 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 Yeah. Houston. No. Listen, so wait. So wait. Was there a winner? Was there a winner for the biggest loser city? Do we agree on what the worst city is? I I would either give it to New York or San Francisco, but we're going to find out next week on the next episode when you guys vote at madcastmedia.com. But speaking of winners, we should talk about the results from last week's debate, which is what's the best way to fix politics? This is our big political episode. We we generally don't, you know, get into politics too much on the show, like every now and then. Why not? <laughs> I, you know, we could. Well, you're 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 famously about. apolitical, right, Maddox, or something like that. Then is that what you said? 
I'm I tend to I, I'm unaffiliated. I'm right, right. You're unaffiliated. nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I feel like I annoy everybody because people are like, oh, you <laughs> fucking fence 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 sitter. But that's not that's not what somebody who's who's unaffiliated is. It's you have strong opinions on both sides of the issue, but they kind of cancel each other out when you add them up. Like it's a big a category, scale. apolitical. Yeah. That's a huge category. Yeah. So well, lately I've been doing some some uh, political shit posting on Twitter. It's it's yeah, pretty fun. I'm left or right. To, uh, mostly, I think it's mostly left middle. lately. Hey, yeah, political shit posting. <laughs> well, it's because I that like guy. The way you pretend you're on the fence. It's it's very. Cute. I can't with Trump. Cute. I really really hate Trump. Um, uh, uh, but what's the, wrong with Trump? That guy. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> that guy. I did say something great again. Yeah, what's wrong did, with making something great again? I did, <laughs> I did notice something good that he uh, that he passed some legislation I actually agreed with recently, which is the right to try legislation, which is. There, he's trying to reduce the amount of regulations that pharmaceutical companies have. So if somebody oh, wants right. to try an That's experimental right. drug, I'm like, yeah, That's that makes right. sense. That is right. If you're like, if you've got a terminal disease, yeah. and you want to put your hand up to say, hey, listen, I'm dying anyway. I might as well take a chance or something. Yeah. Um, the fact that a law can get in your way and you got nothing to lose is right. is obscene. Yeah. So, so I that, that, was, that is a good thing. Yeah, I thought yes. that was a great thing. I was like, yes. oh, thank. That's a finally a, a thing. I, I actually agree with Trump like wholeheartedly. And then the next day, he shat on like California for burning to death. But like, you know what? It doesn't take away from the good that he said. And it, it is California's though. fault for burning to death. It is. It is. He kind of right. had a point. We didn't, you know, we, we didn't like ra- we didn't do the raking well enough. We didn't rake away the leaves, and that was the problem. Let's be yeah. Honest. Well, we 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 had some suggestions on how to fix our politics last uh, last episode, and the choices were getting rid of political labels, no early poll results. Getting rid of uh, rid of political labels was my choice, mm-hmm. and then getting rid of poll results was Ron. No early poll results. No early poll results. Wait till right? they close. And then we also had ranked voting, also Ron's. Mm-hmm. And then Kirk's Kirk Wilcox had changing the culture. Yeah. yeah, his was a real deep, like kind of like massive uh, shift. Wait, big wait, one, yeah. did, did he shout that opinion? Perhaps change Kirk, Kirk Wilcox. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> no, he was very reasonable. Actually, people really liked that episode. I thought, I, I thought we guy. would uh, we'd piss everyone off, but people really liked the debate that we had. Well, who a... won? I love well, that guy. He who's won. the fucking Kirk winner? Won. Who's the fucking loser? Well, the dead last came in. No early poll results. Oh, Ron. For fuck's sake, man! It's the easiest one to do. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. And then, and then changing culture, haha, <laughs> Kurt. Then ranked voting. Oh, so great. And then number one, the best way to fix your politics is get rid of political labels. Oh, man. You're Everyone's welcome. Apolitical. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't mean you're apolitical. You know what? I got what a shit ton of voicemails. I'll tell you what it means because we got a shit ton of voicemails about this too. But guys, before we move on, we should get to the Babcock tip. Ron, what do you got for us this week? All right. Last couple tips have been financial in nature. I remember the first tip was right. track your spending. And this is uh, part three, right? This is part three of a five-part series. I love this. Yeah. So then first part, remember, track your spending because it's been shown that if you measure something, you care about it. Right. All right. Next thing was uh, start up an emergency fund. And I suggested the tip was to put it in an online savings account because you get a better APY annual percentage yield. All right. Now, the third tip is basically just this. Your money can work harder than you. This is something that I wish somebody told me when I graduated from college. Your money can work harder than you. All right? You can only work so much every day, but you can put your money that you're earning right now to work. Now, what do I mean? I mean in investments. You can invest in like tons of different stuff. Real estate. Taylor, if he was here, would be screaming about Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, you do precious metals. I 
uh, say that one of the best ways to accumulate wealth in our society right now is the stock market. Now, a lot of people are afraid to invest in the stock market because they say it's risky. I say, no, it's not risky. It's volatile. It's crazy volatile, but it's not risky. If you take a look at over time, the stock market, decade after decade, has always gone up. Well, so can you explain what volatility is for somebody who doesn't know anything about the stock market? Volatility means it goes up and it goes down like crazy. Okay. Now, so yes. So it's unpredictable. It's un- Exactly. It's right. the definition of unpredictable. Right. And so a lot of times in investing, you should only invest in what you know. So like... What do you invest in if you don't know anything about the stock market? Like, what's the basic bitch investment? Something where, like, because I don't know, any, I don't know how to pick stocks. I don't pick stocks. I don't invest in one single company. I invest in all the companies. The S and P five hundred is that what that is? Yeah, the S and P five hundred is exactly what it is. So what you do is you want to look at a, ba- a, a broad based, low cost index fund. Uh, Dreadmere just said the S&P 500. I invest in through... There's lots of different services you can invest with. You could go through Vanguard, which is what I do. You could go through Betterment. You could go through Fidelity. There's tons of them out there. And they're all going to try and sell you mutual funds. And they're going to try and sell you a manager who picks mutual funds for you because you're going to beat the stock market. And they're going to charge you a fee to do that. And whether or not they make you money, they still get their money. My point is don't go through an active manager. Do this shit yourself. Just invest in an index fund. An index fund is just simply a fund that tracks the entire stock market. You can do an S&P 500 index fund, which tracks the top 500 companies on the stock market. Or you can do what I do, which is a uh, the Vanguard total stock market index fund, which tracks every single publicly traded company in the United States. That's 3,800 companies. And you just get the average return. So if the stock market got 7% that, that year, you would get 7%. The nice thing about this is that you can do it yourself. The fees are so fucking small for for the fund that I'm in, Vanguard Total Stock Money, Money Index Fund. It's 0.04 percent. It's like wow. it's nothing. Yeah, and you can do this yourself. But because that's that's something I read a while back too. That uh, if you are trying to do the trading yourself, those fees, those you know, it's those selling insane. Fees, it's, yeah, it's it adds up, and you're not going to beat the stock market. No. So, but the thing is, is when you invest, I just want to first of all do your due diligence. But I want you to start looking at index funds. I'm going to give you two resources right now to look at uh, so you can learn more about it. Because it's really hard to talk about this in just like a minute or two. I want you to go download a podcast uh, by Freakonomics. The title of the podcast is The Stupidest Thing You Can Do With Your Money. And it will basically explain to you what an index fund is, where it came from. And then just listen to that. Use that as a primer to get going. And you have to look at investing as a long-range thing. This isn't a five-year thing. This isn't a 10-year thing. This is a 20, 25, 30-year thing. But a little bit of your paycheck should always be going into paying yourself in the future. And when you do that, a great vehicle to do that is through an index fund because it's easy, it's tax advantageous, and you're going to get the average of the stock market year after year. One year, it might go down. You're going to lose money one of those years. But decade after decade, over the long term, you are going to make money. And it is going to be one of those things that you were super glad that you did. Thank you. I I, got to say. Thank you, Ron. I'm like a financial guy, and I completely agree with you. And the other thing that... that, Well, you know, you know, truth to power. The the thing is, when you say it's a decades-long game, it's adjustable based on your risk profile and where you are in your life. And so the fact that you can basically sort of uh, curate a, a sort of risk profile based on whether you're 20 
and starting out in your life or whether you're 45 and you've got you know, 15, 20 years left that are productive working years, um, that's all adjustable based on the mutual fund or index funds that you're attached to. And so the, 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 the proportionality of your investment portfolio can be adjusted based on where you are in your life. So if you're a little more risk averse, as you should be, you're a little older, you got some kids, whatever, uh, you can make uh, very intelligent decisions that are automated based on, you know, when you were born, who you are, what your preferences are. And so those kinds of things are are sort of there for you to ch- sort of check some boxes. And it's, it's very sort of plug and play. That's right. And one of the future tips we're going to be talking about is the uh, total bond index fund, which is what you can use to smooth out the ride I to get to retirement. I love that we're learning this on this podcast. It's fantastic. But I will say there's a counterpoint from the chat room from Demon Noir. He says, yeah. the stock market is filled with idiots using other people's money as collateral in what is basically a giant casino. <laughs> I wouldn't put my money in that garbage bin. And that what is... You- <laughs> uh, it depends I, on what you invest in. It, not, is, yeah. it is one of the most complex financial instruments, and there are lots of people out there looking to take advantage of you, and they will. That is why I like the simplicity of an index fund. I do think, whether you think it's... Whatever you think it is, it is a great way to accumulate wealth. I, I did. I, I, I love this tip. I love this. Thank you, Ron. This part three, we got part four coming next, next episode. Yeah, and definitely, but really, if you're really interested in this shit... Like, all I can say is this. A lot of people kind of just be like, yeah, well, I don't know about the stock market, so fuck it. Yeah. Take the hour, listen to that episode by the Freakonomics podcast, because when you learn this shit, it has a huge impact on your life. But, uh, but, but And by the way, just another thing is you need to learn just, just long enough for you to invest the funds. Yeah. Then, you can, then you can switch it's, off and just get back to real living. It is living. insanely you, how little the, you need the, to know to the, figure this shit out. The whole point is it's passive. Like you, right, other other smarter people or robots are essentially making uh, adjustments for you in real time to to sort of match your risk pro, uh, risk profile, and so it's not like you have to keep investing in this idea yeah. mentally. You do it one time. You sort of click a few boxes on a website, and then you go back and you party. Honestly, it's, I, it's awesome. I, I feel like I read about. I've read. I mean, I enjoy this now, so I like to read books on this. I feel like, honestly, the average person needs to read like one or two books and listen to a couple podcasts and like watch a couple like online tutorials and then just automate everything and you're good to go for the rest right. of your life. That's it. And it will have a massive impact on your life. But it's yeah. just, but a lot of people are afraid to get started. Yeah. Yeah, but- Ron, you put a very, I, I agree with everything you said. That's a very reasonable and like simple way to expand your wealth. I do it the more fun way where I invest in like calls and buy a hundred stocks and like December 12th and then see if it goes up and then sometimes I make five grand. That's what I like to do. But your way is also a safe way. I <laughs> love that. I am definitely, I, uh, the slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, 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 I'm not with that so much, but that is the smarter thing to do. I like buying the calls and seeing what happens. What, what's buying What's buying a call? You buy a hundred stocks and basically by, by the next month and if it goes up, then all those stocks that you have, yeah. Have all have all elevated in price, so now you've suddenly made that much times a hundred. Oh, you're, yeah. you're literally just buying individual. But if you're but a, if they don't go up, then you make nothing. Yeah, you're essentially right. able to buy a stock that goes up in price for the price that it is worth today. Right. So yeah. you're you're betting I, on the upward movement, and you put down and you say, look, I'll pay five bucks for a thing that I bet's going to go to seven, you know, and then when it goes to seven, you go, here's your five. 
But you know what I do is I I also I only invest in in things that I know and I I know index funds because that is the basic bitch of the financial industry. That shit I don't know, but I can already tell you how like I'm always going to be the slow and steady guy who wins the race. Yeah, I want to be the day trader, Mike. What's his name? Wolf uh Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf, Hell Wolf yeah, of Wall that Street. Guy, that's yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the me. Guy. Yeah. Did you see the end of that movie? That's uh, not important. I want to write. Yeah, right. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Ron. Great tip. But we've got some uh, voicemail. I saved these from last episode, Dreadmere, because people lit you up. And I got some voicemails here. All right. Here is uh, here's the first one. This guy, I you know, I I wanted you to, to be able to respond in person. So Cool. Yeah, let's hear it. All right, here you go. Oh, my fucking God. Dreadmere, you're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. But all your arguments are based around, oh, I've got my shit, shit figured out. Oh, you know what? I can just ignore it. Why can't you? Some people are young. Some people don't have their shit figured out yet, all right? Some people might be going through bad times. They might not be thinking, maybe for you, you can just ignore it, okay? Maybe it's not a problem for you. But for other people, it is. So, like, social media certainly has effects on people. You can't just say, oh, well, that's their fault. It's not, all right? Everybody's mental health is different. And you're arguing based on perfection. Not everybody's perfect. So... Uh, oh my God, Dremier, I'm sorry, dude. You're probably a great guy, but this argument is so fucking shitty. I can't deal with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. He made a caller can't even. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, great. Um. Yeah. yeah what do you have to say about that, Dremier? Yeah, Dremier. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's completely. I don't know what that means. Argument based on perfection. That's that's a weird way to put it. it. It made it sound like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but last episode, you you made it sound like that depression was a choice. It is. Okay. Dred- okay. Dreadmere, I'm going to take such a big dump. <laughs> Another one. Oh, I should have been here. Yeah. Wait, can I respond to this guy's Ooh. stupid answer Go ahead, before yes. respond Ooh. to your stupid answer? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, first of all, he's, okay, he's, he's trying to make... For, if the implication is that I have my shit figured out and that I'm not young by saying that you have a choice, that's... That's the wrong thing that you're understanding, inferring from that statement. What I'm saying is we all have a choice. When you consume any type of media, you have a choice whether or not to continue consuming it if it makes you unhappy or or do something else. He's trying to make it sound like that you don't have a choice, like this is being fed to you without your consent. It's not. You can choose to not be on Instagram if it's making you unhappy. Yeah, it's such bullshit. I'll tell you what, dude. It's like, oh, if the internet's making you feel sad, why don't you get off the internet? Uh, you can't. Yes, but you say can't. that in a smart voice because that's true. Like, no, why would you say that in your dumb voice? it's fucking not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's just not optional. Get off the planet, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, if you st- if you don't want to be harassed on your phone, stop having a cell phone. Right. Uh, if you don't if you don't want to be punched in the face, don't have a face. Uh. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty. Oh the difference, Maddox. Oh the difference is that I do not choose to have a face. You have a face. All right. Yeah. yeah. You have a punchable face. <laughs> but for a phone. You don't have to have a phone. Oh yes, you fucking do. No, you yes, don't. you fucking do. And I'll oh, tell you man. why. This the, like people come down on this like these Obama phone things. Like oh, they're giving oh, oh, cell phones to homeless people. How the <laughs> fuck? Why don't they get jobs? Well, guess what, shithead? How do you get a fucking job if they can't call you back to tell you to come in? <laughs> You don't. That's the reason. Yes, that right. is not the reason. Oh, yes. that's, that's the reason. Oh, you can't get a job without a phone. You can't get a job without an address. You need this shit. A phone to, yes. is a product created by another person that you have to pay for because they 
put their own resources into creating that product in yes. the first place. Okay. It's not something you're entitled to. Right. You're not entitled to be happy right. every right. time uh, you utilize agreed. that phone. Uh, we if you want a job, you can get a job being a stripper, and you don't need a phone. Really? A homeless person's <laughs> going to get a job being a stripper? Why don't you get a job selling phones? Why do we start? <laughs> why do we? Then you could buy one of them. Why do we start? I'm just over here fixing problems. Wait, do we have to become strippers? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> if you want to fix your life, you have to become a stripper. But I don't know why everybody starts in the context of, well, if you're homeless, how are you going to... First of all, you should try to avoid being homeless in the first place. Oh, if yeah, because homeless people are just like tripping over themselves to be... Uh, you know what? I'm with him. Dirty, all right. Dirty, it's, it's you have squalor. some fucking hand in your own life. You know, you it's do. not... You're like you a fucking victim to circumstances. Well, right? you're, not, like, you're not a victim there, to no, there, are, there are all yeah. types. There are all types. I will agree with that. But like, the, the thing is about the internet, you can't avoid this shit, especially if your job revolves around social media. How do you, how do you stay off social media? You how can't get a job in social media if you don't have social media. You have to... There's... You can be a longshoreman. You Component. Can... Uh, yeah, you could be a longshore. <laughs> Great. But Dreadmere, it's not, you're not, not everyone is cut out to do that shit. You can't get any job That's not, you want. It's not social media or longshoreman. You could be a cashier. You could be a diner. You could be work at a diner. Hey, there there's, you there's, be a cashier. There's tons but of. But if you're a cashier, then you're used to work on the Cosby show and then you get like awesome calls to get back to Hollywood. You guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, right? I have no idea. <laughs> Trader Joe's. You guys don't know the guy that was. Oh, yeah. oh, all of these things. Okay. All of these things mm. are, all these businesses, all of these environments, the lights, the structure, the cash registers, everything that you're using was created and paid for by somebody else to make right. your job easier, to make it accessible to right. people who don't have skills in the first place. And you want to tell me that you're entitled to any of that? That is ridiculous. We, you, we're, we're, you should be happy that your job has lights. You should be happy that you work in a place that's air conditioned. You should be happy that you are able to work in any job at all if they choose to accept you. You want to Utilize your skills, whatever they are. Uh, you are not entitled to have any skills that you don't have. Well, sounds like Dreadmere is just practicing a little bit of gratitude. Yeah. No, not gratitude. It's it's the what reality. You just said you should be thankful for. You should be happy about it. But it's the reality of our context. Our context is that we live in a society where a lot of these things have been carved out before before we we're old enough to work in the first place. But going into working in that situation, that doesn't mean that you're suddenly entitled to more. You're entitled to you're not entitled to any of that. You you work there if they choose to accept you and you have the, the that skills is, that available. That's exactly right. That's that, that's, that's maybe an objectivist opinion. I that's I a word agree. that I've never used on this show. <laughs> I would I would agree with that. But listen, let's let's hear this next caller. Maybe he just Oh my god, look at Keck. Hey. Dreadmere is channeling that objective. Pickleball. Yeah, you oh, got great. called. Yeah. Hey, we got Wait, the I, Taylor I don't, Before you play that, yeah. I, I just want to make very clear that me and Taylor and Nikolai don't have anything in common as far as pickleball or anything else. I don't know. I don't think Taylor would share any of these opinions. Well, we'll see. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe this next caller is Taylor. We'll <laughs> listen to this. Uh, Dreadmere, your argument's kind of stupid because <laughs> yeah. um, every one of your friends wants to show off to everybody else that... They're having such a great life. And when you go on social media and you're kind of having, like, uh, not so not so great situation going on, and you see that, that really puts you down. And as somebody who's experienced depression and has had social media factor in that, like, that's a super serious thing. And it's not as simple as, oh, just don't go on social media because it's making you sad. It's not that simple. So, yeah, that means... I understand that you're just trying to defend your point, but at the same time, you're missing a huge factor of it. And, um, yeah, that's just my thoughts. Very sincere criticism. Everybody feels really bad about 
con- being contrarian or, or arguing with my points, don't feel bad. All right, I'm not afraid of these arguments. I don't feel bad, and they're also wrong. Yeah, I don't because here's the thing. I know that you said earlier, depression, whatever. It's not. It's it, is it a real thing? It's not. I like. Okay. All right. There may be some. There, you may be more um, inclined to feel certain ways. You may be more, more inclined to addiction. That's fine. I I understand that some of these things may come easier to people, and they have a harder time like dealing with it, dealing with being happy, dealing with addiction. But your emotions are a reflection of reality. You feel happy, or you feel sad, or you feel angry based on what your situation is. If you feel and it's skewed or it's incongruent that is because of that possibly a chemical imbalance but that means you have more work to do in that situation but i mean that's why people and people know this this is why you why you drink or you do drugs because you are blurring your perception of reality to not feel a certain way or to not accurately reflect the reality of your situation so if your emotions are a reflection of reality that means you need to change or dictate your reality which you have every possible you have the potential to do everybody has the everybody can do that you can totally, if I don't like this, if I'm going on Instagram, it's making me unhappy, I don't go on Instagram. That's okay. how it works. Yeah, it's very simple. You know, uh, you, you, if you don't like driving in traffic, don't have a car. This is just, it's just very yes. simple. You know, <laughs> would you, yeah, just don't have a computer. If you don't like going on the internet, if someone's going to, you know, bug you on the internet, if you see something you don't like on, look, I, I get the argument. This is not like the 90s when you hear something you don't like on the radio or you see something you don't like on the TV, you change the channel. This is not something that is recreational. This is a tool that we use for work, for getting our taxes done, for getting our health care, for paying our bills. This is not an option anymore. It's it is, not a utility. It's getting there. It's not getting there. This it is, is something getting that people, there. Did, people are paying, people created this and paid for it and it makes it easier for us to communicate. That doesn't suddenly mean that we're entitled to it. What do you think is a utility? I don't think anything is a utility. Well, you're objectively wrong. <laughs> That's <laughs> ridiculous. The fact that somebody thinks that any kind of resource suddenly belongs to everybody is ridiculous. It's well, a resource. Why, well, hold on. Okay. Do you think? Do you believe in the in the concept? And Mike, I'll open this up to you too. Do you believe in the concept of public property? No. Um, I'm with this guy. Pub- okay. No, so you think I, that I, I do not believe in that. I, I know where he's coming from, and I, I actually subscribe to the concept very strongly. Yeah. I think that there are limit. There are some limits to the applications to the real world. I do think that we've been cornered in a way um, uh, through practicality. I don't think you can avoid certain um, avenues of communication or or work or transportation or interaction with other people because they've been foisted upon people. So you, 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 the, the ability to opt out of certain interactions has become more and more difficult over time. I think it's become sort of an anti- into participating in society, and uh, and that's so. So the the theory of being able to opt out still exists, and I agree with you. And it does in a corner case, it is able to be uh, executed upon. But I think in the mainstream, it's kind of hard to sort of go. You know what? I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. By the time you eliminate all these check boxes, you're basically like a hermit living in a forest, and you're left alone because everybody else is affected by those things. And so you're, you're, you're more and more excluded and more and more polarized. Yeah. And, and so I think in a, in a practical sense, it's very difficult to um, execute on the theory, although I do agree with you in principle, if that makes sense. I mean, the, it should be the same, though. Like, I understand that in our context, uh, like, electricity and water are not they are public utilities, and it and it's not like we can. It's not the way it should be. But everyone should get their own water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Fuck get your yeah. Own fucking water. Go to go to the fucking river. Get with your pails. Well, get no, I mean, water. 
we understand. There's rain. We understand. That, yeah. But that's not the alternative. We understand that there's we we can trade and there is business and there is somebody who is going to collect a lot of water and want to sell it because they're going to they're going to benefit from that and then we can buy the water from them. I don't understand why it needs to suddenly belong to everybody. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, so, I, I I'm I'm with him. I'm yeah. with him on that point. I think where we the the only fracture is the slight sort of difference between theory and practice and i know that dichotomy is sort of in itself sort of debatable but there's a lot of choice that people don't realize they have and that they don't exercise and so they play victim into sort of this you know this uh, tide that that's sort of sweeping everybody up i think at the core of most of dreadmere's argument the core of who he is as a person is actually very empowering actually very inspiring because what he's saying is actually that you have control over your life. Sure. That being said, a lot of the other shit he says, I don't know, man. I like, know. it's just like, it's a little, <laughs> I, I, like, I get where you're going from and I, and I do agree with some of it, but yeah, but, but some of the other stuff, I, but then it's just differences of opinion. You're getting you know? t- it's not opinion though. These are the well, right answers. No, like, this is okay. that came up. no, I mean, it's true. Like you're getting tied up in a lot of the details and the practicalities of it. Like if it comes to law yeah, and it details comes details and the practicalities, but you're talking about, <laughs> this like, is... these are minuscule things. You're... Well, Taylor, Taylor says Dreadmere said depression isn't real and we should all buy water. Uh, this... yeah. <laughs> Taylor in the chat room. Well, Taylor like, gets like, it. Guys, this is, this is, I don't want to gloss over this point. If you guys paid attention and listened very closely in this episode, Dreadmere solved depression. Just choose not to be depressed, you Look, fucking idiot. Psychology has been largely Duh. bastardized by by philosophy. Psychology has largely been bastardized by philosophy since it's 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 young. That it, sounds like a philosophy. What well, you just said. <laughs> that doesn't mean philosophy is bad in general. A bad philosophy can bastardize certain areas of science, which has happened, and psychology is a result of that. A lot of psychology is based on compartmentalizing and trying to say that. Your, your id and your ego and all these stupid trying to separate things like what you want and who you are and what's good and what's moral and what is real, all these stupid things that do come from downstream from philosophy that they've applied to psychology incorrectly. Well, so look, I wouldn't take anything that comes from psych- – like a lot of things from psychology I don't take seriously. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's definitely an argument to be made for involving too much philosophy into science, which I don't know if philosophy has a place in science. Philos- no, science should come downstream from philosophy. So you should start with philosophy. The no, fact- I disagree. Philosophy, philosophy should not drive science. Science should be objective. So philosophy, philosophy is, is philosophy objective, is not objective. No, it's it, not. No, no wait, wait, wait. That's wait, the wait, wait. Correction. It can be. It, it, it can it be. Is. It is. <laughs> no, it can be because there's a lot of screwed up philosophies that are not objective and that are based i mean come on new york's the fucking worst (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah man let's get back to philosophy well speaking of philosophy i suggested that political labels getting rid of them would solve our politics well here's a here's a voicemail about that listen to this Uh, i'm calling again maddox uh called like five minutes ago saying fuck you but uh (laughs) i wanted to comment on last week's debate for real because uh i remember you actually had the best idea of getting rid of labels uh, to fix politics, and I think that you're 100% right on that. Uh, uh, if you get rid of labels, you get rid of people's uh, internal just biases towards each other. Uh, anyway, yeah, good idea, Maddox, but fuck you still. Uh, <laughs> but I also love you. All right, bye. Aww, uh, I don't so know sweet. if I, I should do one of these or one of these or Aww. one of... <laughs> of the week. Yeah, that's how, that's how you respond to affection. 
I mean, it's it's like it's a it's mixed. It's a little backhand, but I agree. I agree with that guy that he agreed with me. And uh, there's, <laughs> there's another voice about that. Listen to this. Hey, Matt, I wanted to uh, commend you on your point about eliminating parties entirely, like taking that away, making it illegal to have a political party. Because wasn't that George Washington's whole idea in the first place was to not have a political party yes. system at all? And then as soon as he was gone, that's like, the first thing we did was like, oh, let's have some parties now. And now, what do you know, today's election day, and all I've been seeing on my social media feeds for the past two days is like, hey, uh, don't forget to vote blue, or don't forget to vote red. Now, everyone is so fucking stupid that we're treating each other like preschoolers and literally telling each other to vote for a color. Research a candidate and maybe make a goddamn decision based on what your favorite color is. Good job, Maddox. Once again, making a great point. Also, fucking up. Yeah, so the the founder of this nation, one of the f- the founding fathers, believed in this philosophy of not having parties because once we do, we just treat What's it like wrong a team. With having a party, man. I because think parties are great, man. I like the party. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> sounds Shit. like uh, sounds asshole. like sounds like Mike D wants to work in a uh, Miami hotel, huh? <laughs> you, you got, I think you're missing the point, and this is kind of what the, what I was talking about earlier, like. Politics should be downstream from culture and should be downstream from philosophy. Boom. So I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Politics, absolutely. Oh, you are against you, that No, he said science. He said science Why should be science downstream be from philosophy. Separate? Why would science be separate? Because science is on top. Science is objective. Science has to be. And you, you, you know what? Not up, you know not what? Open to he's ironically right because he's saying existence exists. Yes. Yes. He's science, saying the science. primacy of existence. He's actually I mean, on point in an ironic way that he doesn't even get. Well, yeah, he it's, doesn't which get. Which is amazing. You're right. He's he, right for the wrong reasons. You're right that he doesn't incredible. get it, but that's why it's an issue is because you don't start with science. You start with philosophy. And no, you say, I don't. Philo- you have to. You have to start with, no, science is observation and measurement. That's not objective. Excuse me. That's not subjective. That is objective. What do you observe and what are you measuring? You're measuring things you observe. Things that exist. Yes. We, we talk and about existence exists, a, which is, is philosophy. Wait, yeah, great. That, so we, that's where you start. You are we start. talking about measuring dicks? or No, we're not talking about measuring dicks. Always. Right? Hello. Okay, I'm we're talk- not talking about quantum physics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about... If existence exists, <laughs> then you can start to observe, and then you can start to measure. You know what, Dreadmere? You, you, this is what drives me nuts, because I've had this argument <laughs> with Rucka a billion times, and, and in no science book, not a biology book, I don't not care a chemistry about your book, books. I, not a physics book, not a single science book starts with that phrase, because it's not... Which imp- phrase? That a that uh, that existence exists a is a a is a that's a philosophical thing. You're you're getting to philosophy, and that that whether or not you observe that fact, which is a fact, I agree, it's a fact. But whether or not you observe it makes zero difference on science on the entire body of science. But Mike D just explained that there are a lot of wrong philosophies yeah. that would be contrary to that. That would say, well, maybe existence doesn't exist. Maybe Neil deGrasse fucking Tyson, who's an idiot, always talks about these stupid things about, well, we don't know what dark matter Racist. is. And we, should, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't call it dark matter because it could be parallel Racist. universes. It could be anything. It's matter. It exists. I don't care what he thinks. It exists. We don't know what it is, but we know that we can identify it. We may not be able to identify it yet, but we will be able to. And to suggest that it could be something else, it could be interdimensional, it could be spiritual, is ridiculous because that has never existed. Do it doesn't he, exist. Do you think he measures his dick? <laughs> Dude, Neil deGrasse? That's racist. <laughs> I, right there, okay? 
I mean, well, speak, speaking of th- mm-hmm. uh, measuring things that uh, that exist or don't exist, I talked about going to Area 51 when I was in high school, and I did see a black helicopter up there, and I love these voicemails. Racist. We'll- <laughs> Sorry, African American helicopter. Okay. Uh- <laughs> that's worse. That's even oh, yeah. worse. Oh, you know oh, the ethnicity of that helicopter? It's an American helicopter. Sorry, it was right. <laughs> so it was. Was uh, it a male helicopter? Let me guess. Okay. Uh, it's 2018. Part I can't of the say patriarchy. Okay. Uh, anyway, I saw a black helicopter. And <laughs> Great. Jeez. I saw a helicopter that identified oh. as being black. Yeah, there was a <laughs> helicopter that identified as being black. <laughs> right. How big was its dick? Yeah. Okay. Uh, beat you to how big were the blades? Come on, Greg. Okay. Grow up. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, someone in the chat room says, don't gender the helicopter. <laughs> So I love these voicemails. Every now and then we'll get somebody who, who's actually very knowledgeable about uh, knowledgeable about this. And we got a caller uh, talking about this. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. Um, military aviation guy here. Just letting you know about that black helicopter you saw. Uh, rational explanation is it was most likely a UH-60 Blackhawk. They're all like a dark gray that looks black. Um, not a big deal. They were probably just flying it around for an exercise. They do that shit all the time. And you're in L.A., which is near Fort Irwin. So that green light you saw, that's just a position light, which is always kind of near the right side of any aircraft. Those are federally mandated by the FAA. So, no, no conspiracy there. Rational explanation pulled through again. Well, <laughs> fucking Nazi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shit. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, Remember? Yeah. It's still. Yeah. It's still, oh, that's awesome. yeah that's Mike good. D's episode. That's yeah. the, that's where that uh, that catchphrase came from. Mike yeah. D's episode. But uh, this was this was at Area 51. This was not in L.A. And this was not a green light on the side of like one of the uh, the wings or fins of the helicopter. This was under the helicopter. I saw a green light, and it was a black helicopter. It was over the military base in Area 51. It was not a normal helicopter you see flying around like you know pedestrian areas or, or urban areas any any place like that but think, the rest think, of it was interesting i think it was a helicopter born in the wrong body <laughs> transracial that's a thing now you know all right anyway that's another debate we'll talk about that all right now it's time to get some quick news headlines from around the web britain's biggest speed camera can catch drivers using their cell phones from 1000 meters away holy shit what do you guys think of this that? how far away is that about as long as your penis. Dang. No, that's a, what, what's that? A, a, that's a kilometer, right? Yeah, what that, yes. That yeah, so I come from a yeah. metric world. That's yeah. exactly a kilometer. That's exactly a kilometer. So that's Or the, a kilometer. Yeah, that's like the two-thirds of a mile, isn't it? Something uh, like that? Roughly, yes. Yeah, roughly yes, two-thirds right. of a mile. So yes. two-thirds of a mile out, they can see you. That's like, uh, what, like five, yeah. six city blocks. Dude, they can that see you. doesn't surprise me. If you go to England... Um, they have the they have absolute blanket coverage of cameras and invasion of privacy, like no other place on the planet. For <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I was for watching real. the Bodyguard on uh, Netflix, Wait, like uh, and the they Whitney just... Houston. Thing? No, okay. not the Whitney Houston Jeez. thing. But I totally thought it was the same thing. I oh know uh, it's a new uh, series. It's actually awesome. It has the dude uh, King Rob from Game of Thrones in it, and the whole story is like, oh, we're we're looking to get that up on CCTV. I had no idea that London has so many goddamn. Dude, I, I swear lot, to God, yeah. there is like not a, there is not one square meter. Meter, that's also in the metric system, just, just for your help. Um, there's not one place in London that you can step that is not like 17 cameras pointed at you, sort of getting you in 3D yeah. and some. And, and yet, with all those cameras, I remember one time I had a piss so bad. The bars were closing. Everything was closing. I was on the I was on the uh, the tube. That was on camera. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was because I peed right underneath one. I'm like, I, I even flipped off the camera. I said, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? There's no public Dude, we restrooms. Have, we have footage of that. You were just in a bar. 
No, but they closed. It was like last call. Everything was closing. There was no it, place. It was like 11 p.m. It was like the old days where everybody like ram into a bar at like 10.55 and chug like three pints before the yeah. bars used to close at 11 p.m. I, right? I that you, was you. You know what? I actually do like the way the English get drunk. Right after work, in bed by midnight. Dude, I don't there's know. nothing just, else to do. I like it. There is nothing else to do. I lived in London for a while. There's nothing else to do. I love London, but there's literally nothing else to do. Hey, it's raining. Gardens, eat Indian food? While you're, while you're drinking. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, they got this these new cameras there. The massive speed trap is being called the Long Ranger and has been unveiled by police in Gloucester. How do you pronounce Un- unveiled? it? Was unveiled? Is that a word? Yeah, okay. unveiled. Unveiled, sorry. Gloucester. Is it Gloucester? Gloucester. 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 Gloucester, actually. Gloucester. Forget it. Gloucester. While normal speed guns only detect how fast cars are moving, this new camera can produce clear video footage and photographs of drivers in their cars. At peak times, it carries an estimated 35,000 vehicles and has become an accident hotspot. Officers will use the long-distance camera and automatic number plate recognition, ANPR, to check what vehicles are on the road and how they are being driven. Police say the main aim is to educate people about how to drive more safely and prevent fatal accidents. Some drivers will be given uh, excuse me. Some drivers will be given advice about their driving, while others who have committed offenses will be prosecuted. I like um, the advice about the driving. Like, what's what's that going to look like? Hey, you're driving a little shitty. Hey, buddy, <laughs> want to pump the brakes a little bit? Yeah, or maybe maybe don't pump the brakes so much. Oh man, I was in a fucking lift the other day. This guy was riding his brakes, riding his brakes the entire time. Like, is your foot? Does your foot ever fucking leave the brakes? Has your gas? His gas pedal's probably. I'm min- always amazed at how bad. Uber drivers are now. I've had some drivers that were fantastic, yes. but I I just took an Uber driver home from a concert the other night, and you ever just go into one and the guy's like already talking just yeah. at you mid sentence the whole time. <laughs> Switch like, to look. get man. it. He's like, "Cause you know me, man. You know me." I'm like, "I don't know you. I don't know you at all." Yeah. It was so intense. Yeah. It was so fucking intense. I had a guy really, really pushing a Mediterranean restaurant on me because he kept looking at me. He's like, "What are you, bro?" I'm like, uh, yeah, what do you mean? I'm just tired. Can you take me home? It's <laughs> like, no, no. I mean, what are you? What are you? I'm like, Armenian. He goes, yeah, but what else? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. What are you getting at? And he goes, well, this Mediterranean place you should go to. They have good falafel. I'm like, okay. <laughs> have, you ever tra- have you ever traveled to like Asia? Yes. Where every guy you get into like a tuk-tuk with or a little whatever, yep. it's got a sister and a cousin, whatever, and you want to just go straight from wherever to your yeah. hotel, yeah. and there's like 17 stops in between where they get like a little cut of Kick everything. A, a little that's commission like, for bringing oh in. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, I've got a cousin who's a jeweler and a, and, and an auntie who's like a, makes clothes and whatever, right? That's I, it. I went to Dubai and there was one of those stops. Like I went to this like tour thing that where they take you to the desert and you uh, go dune bashing with the uh, Jeeps. It's fantastic. But they take you to all these like little places where they get cuts, right? They take you to this convenience store. And I don't remember if I told this story on this podcast, but this guy, they in Dubai, they are not shy about making terrorist jokes. So I walk into this place and the guy's like, Hey, you're my friend. Why don't you wear this turban? I'm like, no, I'm good. He goes, come on, put on the turban. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. And he just takes, he puts it. On, he goes, put it on. It looks good on you. And I, I put it on. I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty good. And so, and so he goes, you know what, my friend? I said, what? He goes, you look like Osama bin Laden's cousin. I said, what? He goes, you know Osama bin Laden. Ta 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 ta. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I'm like, yeah, I know what you said, idiot. Why, why are you making this? You think this is going to make you a sale? Dude, these guys would do you? anything to hide your bald spot, man. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, anyway. Yeah. So I bought the turban. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's another story. Facebook removed over 1.5 billion 
fake accounts in the last six months. 1.5 billion accounts. Dude, weren't they at 1.5 billion like a year ago? Yeah, well, this... I shit you not. And this gets crazier, too. It says here... No, that. by the way, that's a bullshit headline. No, it's real. This is from, uh, I think it's from Yahoo News. It says, there's a lot to unpack here, but at a high level, Facebook says it removed over 1.5 billion fake accounts from April through September, up from 1.3 billion accounts it removed in the previous six months. So that's 2.8 billion accounts that they've removed in the last six months. That's about a, a third of the planet's population, all right? Yeah. Facebook is at about 2 billion users globally, I think. So how is it that they can remove 2.8 billion accounts? They may have not reported their fake accounts. At maybe first. they knew who yeah, they were. Maybe like active okay. users, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It says if you were wondering just how widespread false content and accounts are on the platform, wonder no more. While Facebook is able to pull down more than ninety percent of instances of adult nudity and sexual activity, child nudity, sexual exploitation of children, fake accounts, spam, terrorist propaganda, and violence and graphic content, there are two categories. Its content moderation falls down on. Facebook only found and removed 14.9% of bullying and harassment before users reported them. It also only found 51.6% of hate speech violations before users reported them. Time frame was July through September. Wow. So, I mean, this is this is interesting. 2.8 billion accounts that they deleted. And I'm not even sure those were active accounts. You know, Twitter had this problem, too. A, a while ago, I read the study that only like 12% of all the users on Twitter were active. Yeah, but Twitter's wow. a, Twitter's a yeah. lot easier to sort of create a fake account with. There's almost no investment you have to make into that profile. It's a it's a bunch of bullshit. You can sign up in like seven seconds and you're talking shit. Yeah. Facebook, you have to sort of invest, right? There's a yeah. little bit more that you have to. Like Twitter, you don't have to like sign up a bunch of friends to to sort of show your legitimacy. Facebook, you have to do a little bit more work. It's yeah. And well, anyway, that one point, like two point eight billion accounts here. That's insane. And I think Donald Trump was actually complaining about this about a month ago because Twitter did a purge like this too, and they removed something like twelve percent of their their inactive accounts. And Donald Trump noticed a precipitous drop in his likes on his. Yeah, tweets. that sucks because I took out Alex Jones, which blows. Come on, go Alex Jones. Well, I I, I mourn that every day. You're, you're 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 smiling there. Nobody knows who the hell Alex Jones is on your show anyway, right? Alex, you no, know, I, I think at this point Alex Jones is pretty ubiquitous. I think everyone yes, else people know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, we got one more story here: New Jersey couple and a homeless man whose feel-good story went viral were charged with a GoFundMe scam. Did you guys hear about this? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is yeah, nuts. yeah, yeah. I think I heard this. Yeah. So a feel-good story for the ages, a homeless military veteran's random act of kindness and a New Jersey couple's intent on helping him get back on his feet during the holidays that inspired people to donate more than $400,000 in an online fundraiser when it went viral last fall. Kofina said that less than an hour before the couple's online campaign went live, McClure texted a friend to say that the story of Bobbitt assisting her was fake. So I guess what happened is... This homeless guy, the story is this homeless guy came up to this lady who was uh, out on her luck. She just ran out of gas on the side of the freeway, and he came up to her to her with his last $20 bill and bought her some gas so she could get home. So oh, she shit. decided to Kickstarter to help him, to help him, help him out. Because right. this was by, outside of a casino that the husband and wife used to go to, and they used to see this guy out there. Yeah, was that what it was? And so they, yeah. they started this thing, and it got like $400,000. $400,000. And then they gave the guy like a little bit of money. Yeah, like $75,000. They were supposed and to then, split it. Yeah. And then he came and was like, he sued them for all the money. Yes. But then it came out, they are like, well, the whole story's fucking fake. Yeah. And now uh, the GoFundMe is re- refunding everybody's yes. money. But no. now they, they're not sure if they're going to give the guy money. Because the guy, 
is still down on his luck. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Which part was fake? The, he never gave the $20 to the woman. That was the, oh, up, the entire thing. The entire thing up? was fake, yeah. The entire fucking thing but was it, fake. All but it went, three of them were in on it. But it went viral. Get out. Is that, mm -hmm. is that yeah, a fact? That's the fact. That's what happened. They, the three of them were in on it? Yes. And then the husband and wife spent all the money, mostly Man. all the money on like handbags gambling. and Guys, phones, my last, my last little shred of faith in humanity yeah. just went. Like I'm a cynic, yeah. but like that, for real, like a homeless guy and two other people like got into this thing. Yep. That's ridiculous. So and has everybody gotten their money back? Or no, what? Yeah, everyone's getting their money back, and those three are going are looking at some jail time. Says, "Fuck yeah, get those motherfuckers!" <laughs> but the guy oh, who's geez. like homeless was just like, "Yeah, man, whatever, sounds good." Like you know, he's like, he got, like, like they pre-scripted this whole beautiful thing. Or like, yeah, the dispute as well was yeah. part of the whole like situation. Oh. Well, so so oh, it says here. Man. Okay, so wait, the gas part is completely made up, but the guy isn't. McClure wrote, according to prosecutors, I had to make something up to make people feel bad. So Ernest Badway, Badway, the attorney representing McClure and Diamiso, uh, declined to comment. An attorney for Bobbitt did not immediately return a request for a statement. In a statement to Yahoo News, GoFundMe spokesperson Bobby Whitthorn says that all the donors who contributed the, to the couple's campaign will receive a full refund. The company said it will process all the refunds in the coming days. I'll tell you what I miss. Boring news. It has been such an exhausting news cycle for the, like the last few months. Every day, there's three huge headlines. Which in the I remember in the '90s, shit wasn't this exciting. And I don't say exciting in a good way. I mean exciting in an exhausting way. Every day by like 8 a.m. If you miss the headlines at 8 a.m., they're no longer news by noon, and they're no longer news by 4 p.m. Hey man, if you don't want to fucking get sad, don't read the news, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's your fault. Just check out a society, man. Yeah, man. Check out a society. Check out. Yeah. That's what you have to do, pretty That's much. That's not what you have to do. Do you have any friends, Redmere, who are not on any form of social media? Yeah. And how do you keep in touch with them? I visit them. You don't. You, I don't. Do. you don't. You not don't. Not often, but... Would like, you show up at their house as Brad here? You, I mean, you're, you're acting like, like incentive and, and motivation doesn't exist. If you want to see somebody, you'll find a way to see them. If somebody wants if you want if somebody wants something they'll find a way to do it if they don't they'll find an excuse that's you sound like my mom that's true for everything my mom my mom my mom is like social media averse she will not get on any form of social media and i'm like well mom you don't see these pictures and stuff you're not part of my life anymore because i'm like posting this shit she goes well why don't you just send them to me and i'm like i'm not going to send you hundreds of photos of my life like if i go to a show or something, or if I post something on Instagram, I'm not also going to then send an SMS message to my mom. Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm going to send you here hundreds of messages to my mom, which I did actually during the election, and she blocked my phone number. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that means whole... you don't have enough motivation to share that with your mom unless you're uh, attacking her or whatever you were doing that she blocked your phone it's number. It's annoying her. Well, then you have enough motivation to do that, but she not knows. to show her that yeah, you care. Yeah, so what, Dreadmere? All right, get off So motivation time. is the important part, <laughs> that you want to do stuff. Oh. All right, well, anyway, Dreadmere, <laughs> thank you again. Where can people find you? At Dreadmere on everything, D-R-E-A-D-M-E-R-E. D-R-E-A-D-M-E-R-E. -E. And Mike D, thank you again for joining us. Always a pleasure. We love having you on the show. We'd love to have you back. Ron, and Ron, can, uh, people can find you where? Uh, you can find me at Hey Ron on Instagram and follow me on Twitter at Ron Babcock. I'll be posting some uh, financial-based articles and resources for you guys to check out. So make sure to follow me on Twitter and you can uh, find them there. And your album on Spotify. Oh, uh, my album on Spotify. This guy. This you know guy. What? It's free. I mean, you could pay me on iTunes, but just fucking listen to the album. Have some fun. It's fantastic. Thank you again for joining us, guys. Thank you to the Rear Admiral Tangents, Ron Babcock. Oh, I just want to give you my tip. Thank you to the Moderation of Sorts, Redbeer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Mike D. Hey, hey, hey. But most of all...
You're welcome. Thanks. All right, Vladimir. As a young person who's <laughs> experienced depression and has had social media as like a factor in that, um, I, I just want to tell you that your arguments are kind of bullshit. That was better than his first one yeah. because it was shorter. So the amount of time he was being wrong was shorter. <laughs> he was fired up. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs> <laughs>